0: Welcome to the Good Talent Podcast. It's wonderful to have your company. We're a team of ex-journalists and we help organisations get their message across in the media. So this is your must-have podcast so you can get all the media tips and tricks to increase your profile and strengthen your brand. What is good talent? Now, if you've done any media at all, I can assure you, you are being judged and assessed by all these journos that you're interacting with. And it's really tough when you're performing in the media because people don't actually give you real feedback as to how you're going. It's a very, very hard question for you to ask your partner. Well, how did the interview go? How did I go? And they're sitting back there and they can see that you may have done well, you are really nervous at the start, you could have had one good answer or maybe even completely bombed it. But how does your partner actually answer that question in a way that benefits you, or your colleagues, or your friends, or your boss? Well, I'm here to tell you a bit of an inconvenient truth. No one gives you real feedback when you do media interviews because it's just too hard. Actually, getting good feedback is a professional skill and you're better off hanging around with consultants in order to get good and useful feedback. When you're 30 seconds into the interview, we've, or the press has already assessed whether or not you're good talent. And you want to be good talent because it's those interviewees that are getting invited back that have profiles on steroids that have businesses that are just crazy growing. So this podcast is all about you becoming good talent in the press so you can create a PR machine for your life to take your career, your organisation or your own business to the next level. Now, my name's Tony Nichols. I'm an ex-journo. I've spent my working life in newsrooms. And I noticed something about me as a journo. I was the guy who, in a way, has always tried to help people. In a way, when I was running around in the press pack, I, I always felt like, I'm not like these people. I don't quite fit in here. I always used to spend a little bit longer with the people I was interviewing. So being a bit more of a nurturing person, maybe a born consultant and trainer, I used to get a lot out of the people I was interviewing. I'd spend the time with them in order to hear their stories, therefore tell them properly. But the problem with the press is it spins so furiously, you're dealing with a pretty downtrodden, cynical press pack, they're not taking time actually to hear your story very well. I remember sitting in the ABC newsroom at Southbank, and I was on the radio shift, and, and the radio shift's where they put you actually when they're trying to run you out of the place. So I was a TV journo for a long time. And and all of a sudden, the ABC was all about multimedia journalism, which is fine, and everyone skilling across all platforms despite where your strengths lie. So. So having one of those pretty usual relationships in a newsroom when there's a change of news editor, you go out of favour, so dumped out of TV, starting to do more, a lot more radio. And I remember being on the radio desk, and yes, we are naming names in this podcast and they're going to be real examples and that's cool. And everyone I name and talk about I welcome on the show, so I'm not hiding anywhere. So so we're going to be journalistic in how we do this. But I remember I had, um, so it was VCOS, Victorian Council of Social Services, on a telephone pre-record for the radio newsroom. Uh, Emma King, the CEO there. Ryan Shields was a colleague of mine at the time in the newsroom, uh, working at the project, uh, goes over to Emma, Emma King of VCOS, so people I know well. Now, I'm interviewing Emma. I believe in her story. I'm trying to work out what her story is. The the news cycle spinning. It's an hour, hourly, minute-to-minute news cycle, as you know. And we're doing the pre-record on the phone. And I'm trying to co- as the, here I am the journo trying to comprehend what she's saying because I want to get that out to my audience. As simple as that. There's no hidden agendas here. But then every question I'd ask her, she'd give me like a, give me like a one sentence answer. And I didn't understand that one-sentence answer, so I'd ask another version of a similar question, and then I'd get another one-sentence answer, and then I did it the third time. And third answer, I've realised, ah, that's what Emma's doing here. She's giving me really short answers, because she thinks that's what I need in the media. And can you all, as, as listeners to this podcast, lock this in as a primary learning? Keeping it short in the media is an absolute lie you first need your audience and the journal that you're talking to to comprehend what you're talking about, understand the yarn, before you can be short and impactful with that tactic. But whilst you're setting up your narrative or starting an interview, you need your audience and the journal understanding what you're about. Then you can be short thereafter. So what I'm talking about is let the editors edit. It's a massive lie in the media that you have to be short in the media. Now in this, in this VCOS Emma King interview, Three questions in, she's making no sense and uh, you know, I'm at the point, three questions in here, do I even run this story or not? Maybe we'll just wrap this phone call up politely I'll go do another story. But then I realised, no, she thinks she's, she's been media trained incorrectly, giving me short answers, thinking that's great for me. It's not great for me because I didn't understand what she's talking about. So core lesson, guys, don't edit for the editor. You actually need, you need the editor, the journal, the audience to understand what you're on about. So that, that was actually not far from me. That interview wasn't far from me making the transition from newsrooms into consulting. So then I had to backtrack. So this, this um, we, call, we call you talent, this interviewee. So this interviewee is on the precipice of losing this media opportunity because she's making no sense. So I backtrack, encourage her to tell me what this is all about. Ah, now I understand. So now I can ask... Questions because I get the topic and believe in it. I might be campaign, campaigning for it myself. And then that allows me to cut her short and write, and write sound bites and actually simplify the whole yarn. So when you're a good talent, you don't give journos all of that work. It's too much work. So when you go to the press and the press is not understanding you, whether you're too short in this instance or the other version of that is that you're too verbose in that you're analytical, interesting and academic, which is just boredom and death, right? Either one. Either one you're giving a 10 second answer that doesn't make sense or you're giving a 15 paragraph answer that's so boring it puts everyone asleep, it doesn't make sense. You don't wanna be any of that. So what you wanna do, and I'll leave you with this thinking. To be good talent in the press, you've gotta walk into your interviews with really clear points to make and examples to bring them to life. You should be fronting up to the press, ready to go with your story. Clear calls to action, clear messages, clear things that you want to achieve. Now, that's what good talent's all about. You know, the media are so time poor, when you perform well, you, you quickly look like the industry leader in your category. You're in everyone's mobile phones, and they'll just start ringing you as the person to speak on agriculture, manufacturing, retail, SMEs, whatever it might be. Because you're good talent, they know when they get you back you'll be just as powerful. Now, you could be interviewing on the ABC today really well, and I can promise you, if you've knocked that interview out of the park, 3OW are gonna want you, Fairfax is gonna want you, you'll spin through the news cycle. So being good talent in the media is essential. It's in fact what the media want, If Emma Kim was campaigning for more money from the Andrews State Government to help more underprivileged people, let's say, if that was the story, and she had to make that point really clear by giving me an example of what she's talking about, i.e. kids under 18 at the moment sleeping on the streets, booted out of foster care, $10 million from the Andrews Government will go to this sort of program, get these 300 people off the streets, and she's not making up, that's actually real, that's actually happening in, in the CBD of Melbourne. In one answer, I would, I would have understood what the story was, probably as a left-leaning ABC journalist at the time, become quite passionate in supporting that story. And then I would do the editing and the cutting down and the sharp writing to get that messaging out and ask for the 10 mil from the Andrews government. See where I'm going here? So I think Ember in this instance was poorly media trained and she risks losing the interview. Now, I saved her media opportunity, understood the issue, but then she gets what she originally wanted. Short, sharp, impactful call to action. In this instance, for this hypothetical example, because I don't remember the interview, Andrew's government get money to help underprivileged kids, and don't we all want that? So, bit of a starter, guys. Good talent is you at your best. You're powerful, you're on message, you make sense. You make salient points and you're giving impactful emotional examples why these points should be listened to. So it's very, it takes complexity, turns it into simplicity, but turns you into good talent in the media.